Hey, this is Michelle. Um, I have some thoughts from Philippians 3, 7. Um, Matt, like, read this chunk of scripture, and I just think it's so rich, like like a really rich chocolate cake that you just wish you could eat forever because it's so complex and beautiful, and you just love it so much. That's how I feel about this chunk of scripture. So let's just let's chew on it for a minute. Ready? Uh, I'm going to start reading in Philippians 3, 7, but... Um, Paul has just been talking about how, like, if anyone could be perfect, he's perfect. Like, he was circumcised on the eighth day. He's of the tribe of Benjamin, blah, 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 all these things that apparently are a real big deal. And then he says this, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. And not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Uh, Amen. Okay. I don't know if you love it as much as I do. I love it so much. But okay, let's just start with that little piece right at the end when he says, not that I've already obtained it or I've already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. Like that Jesus grabbed a hold of him and that he is like trying to take a hold of that for which that purpose was about. That he's like, Jesus grabbed a hold of me and I am pressing on to take full hold of it. That he just is like, it's almost like there is more to the mystery and the power of this story than I ever deemed possible. And I'm going to press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Like, oh, I just think I should pray that all the time. Um, and then he's saying like, whatever was to my prophet, I consider loss. He's like, I actually consider it rubbish, like trash that I might gain Christ and that everything is a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Like, do we see it that way? Would we say like everything is a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord? Like, do we know him in such a way that we would say everything else just feels like rubbish? It is so second fiddle to the surpassing greatness. Like, just what great language, you know? But I'm like, does it feel like that? to know God in your heart? Or is it like, yeah, I know him. Or you're like, there's just a passing greatness that makes everything else in comparison feel like, feel like loss and rubbish. That's so crazy. Okay. And then this verse 10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow to obtain the resurrection from the dead. Okay. So I want to know Christ. Yes. And amen. And the power of his resurrection. And I go, yes. Like I really, I like that part, right? Like I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Like we want to know the fullness of that kind of life. 
And then it says this, and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Like, I think it's easy to read over that because you're kind of like, yeah, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. What about this, the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings? When was the last time you felt like you shared in the sufferings of Christ? Becoming like him in his death, it says. You know, I think sometimes I, I feel stuff in my heart that I like be aching. Um, it's often over a, a, a kid or someone that I've ministered to in my life that has been walked away from Christ. And I feel this like ache. Like I just feel this ache of the heart of the father. And it's about like, I know this sounds weird. It's about like how much. God misses them because he loves them so much. Like it'd be like if one of my kids ran away from home and I just like missed them or actually like Noah was actually gone for a month this summer. So he didn't run away, but he did go to work at a camp and I just missed him and like ached for him. And like, how, how do you think that the heart of the father aches over children? His children that he loves that maybe have walked away or have forgotten him or, and I think it's actually a whole lot deeper than that because we could talking about becoming like him in his death, like the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. I think I probably understand about two to two and a half percent of that. But I think it's important. And I'm like, if I really want to know Christ, the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, that is like the fullness of life, not just like in the good way, but also in the hard way too. Like, like how much did his disciples want to know like they're walking around with Jesus, like how much do they want to know him on the days that he's like performing miracles and doing all these crazy things. And then do they also want to know him in Gethsemane when he's weeping and sweating drops of blood? Like there's a fullness in knowing Jesus in all of it. And I think there's a fullness in both in a good way and a bad way of actually walking with him. Like in John 10, 10 says, I have come that you might have life and have life to the full. Like that, I think hits both spectrums of that. And I think this verse feels like that. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. And then he tops it off with, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. And I like that he's like, and so somehow, like he goes, I trust that somehow this will end up Right, and then and that the key to it is knowing Christ and knowing the fullness of Christ. The easy parts and the hard parts to know it all, and to say I'm going to press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. It's like you know how like if you um, if you and I kind of grab each other's wrists, and so it's kind of like we're holding hands, but we're holding wrists. Like it's kind of like. Christ Jesus takes a hold of us and then we also can kind of grab a hold of him, but he's already got you. But there is something so rich in what it means to know God and to hold on to him that way, even though he's already holding on to you. And so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead, he goes, so somehow this story is going to go beautifully and you're going to trust him through it and you're going to know he desires to know the depth of Jesus in that. And he said, like, I've already tried all of the, like, you know, being perfect. And if I, if any Israelite Pharisee, like, ever did it perfect, Paul's like, I did it. And 
all of that's nothing compared to actually knowing him and realizing that Christ Jesus has grabbed me by the arm and that I want to hold on right back with all I'm worth and that 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 there's a power and a beauty in that. That is a call of the kingdom. Oh, let's pray. Oh, Lord, may we know the surpassing greatness of knowing you as our Lord, that everything would fade in comparison to that. God, I think there's a mystery and a power in that that I do not grasp the fullness of, but I feel you beckoning me and beckoning us into the depth of that, to really try to figure out why, Lord Jesus, have you taken a hold of us as your children the way that you have? And how do I cling right back? Holy Spirit, open our eyes that we might see. In Jesus' name, amen.